and welcome to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. Thank you for joining me on this journey. How is everyone doing? We are into May and things are continuing to shift and change. Um, here in Canada, they are starting to um, let up on some of the restrictions. Parks are open and, um, you know, they're just starting to look at uh, opening uh, the first stage of different businesses and offerings and just starting to get the economy back open and functioning. Um, you know, I think everyone is eagerly awaiting news of a, a vaccine, a cure, something that will um, assist uh, with um, with the coronavirus. And um, here in Calgary, it's been such beautiful weather this week and, and people are outside and, and, you know, we can, you know, be enjoying the weather and um, really, really looking at, uh, at a different, a different energetic for this month. That's for sure. I found that April was, um, April was very dense from an energetic perspective. It was, um, it was filled with so much uncertainty and, and yes, we still have the uncertainty, um, but it was just filled with, um, I think it was, it was a sense of hopelessness really is, is the energetic that I, I kept picking up on, um, that people were feeling hopeless and, and, you know, people have been impacted in so many different ways because of this. And from my perspective, what I'm looking at from my vantage point is, is that we're, we're kind of, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's, that's the best way I can describe it, that, you know, this isn't going to last forever, um, that, you know, different, different restrictions are coming off. Um, you know, I'm excited. I, I have, I booked, uh, I usually book my hair appointments to get my haircut every three months because I've, I have curly hair and, and it's longer and it, it just kind of does its own thing. And so I find every, you know, two and a half, three months, I need to get a, a freshening up, if you will. And it's funny because I thought, oh, if they reopen the salons here in Calgary, they're saying they're going to reopen them. I think it's May 14th that I can see Rebecca at the end of the month. So I was really excited about that. I thought, oh, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I live on my own. And so it's, it's really exciting to, um, you know, get back out and then see all the people that I love and give all those monster hugs and, and continuing to focus on being the best version of me, no matter what's going on around me. And the topic for today's podcast, um, my, my guides dropped it a couple of days ago. And then yesterday I went out, um, I needed to, uh, uh, make a run to the grocery store and, um, there was a song that I'd forgot um, that I had on my iTunes, on my phone. And usually when I get in the car, my phone syncs up with my Spotify and we've got, you know, Post Malone playing or whatever. <laughs> and um, it started playing India Ari and her song is I Am Light. And it took me a couple of seconds to tune into, okay, what is this? And I love how... Um, my guides and angels communicate with me through song, through music. And so I'll often hear song lyrics in my head. They, cop, they come up in client sessions. Um, you know, if they're really trying to relay a message to me, uh, they'll, find, they'll find music that goes along with my show. <laughs> and, and I was listening to the lyrics of this song and it's absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm actually going to, um, if you have a chance, you know, look her up on YouTube. It's uh, India Ari and the, the song again is I Am Light. And 
the idea of the song is that we are not any perceived limitations, hurts, wounds, um, judgments, shame, criticism, fear, anxiety. We are none of those things. And I've spoken about this before in previous episodes. When we engage our spirit, it brings our vibration up instantly so that we have that vantage point where we're still aware of, of other people's choices. We're still aware of different things, but we are able to stay on our track and stay aligned with what's true for us. And yeah, we're all learning and shifting and changing. And, you know, I'm, I was talking to one of my teachers last week and I said, you know, I'm, I'm learning that when things don't go according to plan, I'm learning to not throw the baby out with the bathwater and get all angry and upset I'm learning to look at it and go, okay, cool. What's right about this? I'm not getting. I'm not at that point where I, I'm excited about failure. I'm not at that point where I'm like, woohoo, I really screwed that up. That's awesome. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how I will get there. Perhaps I will one day. I, I just won't care anymore. That's that's one of my, my end games, if you will, is to, you know, when things don't go according to plan, to just to be able to just shrug it off and, okay, cool. Next, plot twist. What else can we do? What else is possible with this? And so as I was listening to the song yesterday, um, it reiterated the topic for today's podcast, which is letting go of all the outside influences that take you off track. And this is something that I've, you know, I did a deep dive, oh, probably 12 years ago. I really started to look at my stuff. I really started to look at the impact of the family of origin that I grew up in the teachers I had, the friends I had, the intimate partners that I had. Um, you know, it, it brought up so many different things. And yeah, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, I looked at past life stuff. I look at ancestral stuff. I look at, you know, there's a plethora of different layers and options. And, you know, I'm, I'm often, I often refer to myself, you know, having, having a human experience, I refer to myself as it's like a Rubik's cube, or it's like this mosaic with all these different colors. And, and, you know, sometimes all those, all those colors are lined up on the Rubik's cube. And sometimes they're not, sometimes there are pieces missing. <laughs> sometimes it's just a mess. And throughout our journey, I believe it's really about polishing. And, you know, if you can imagine a beautiful mosaic you know, multifaceted mosaic with all sorts of different colors and, and beautiful light. And I believe that that is our spirit, our soul. And sometimes the different aspects are, are clouded over. They're dirtied up. They're, um, they're not as bright and sparkly as they could be. And it's interesting, you know, since the first, the very first Reiki session that I, I offered someone, um, after the session, I, I started saying, there you are, you're all sparkly again. And, and that is the power of energetics, you know, working energetically and, and being willing to let stuff go and just not, you know, stay in this habitual, you know, self-recrimination. God, I lived there for years. I was wrong, you know, no matter what happened, if someone did something to me, if somebody lied about me, cheated on me, betrayed me, if they did the most horrific things to me, I would somehow find myself to blame for that. And so everything that just brought up and let down, let's destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. And if you haven't listened before, uh, that blurb of words I just said is a, a clearing statement. And so it energetically uh, goes back to where 
there was like a little seed that was planted with that and it just kind of pops it out and then the energies it to me it looks like a domino effect we clear the wherever that originated and then the energies just line up and start to realign and integrate it kind of gets the energy flowing again if you are familiar with the infinity symbol it looks like an eight that's turned on its side um, when I'm looking energetically, when I see a break in the eight and it's not flowing, that's when I'll throw in an energetic clearing statement to just clear whatever it is and get that energy flowing again. And the beauty with energetic clearings is that we don't have to drudge up what it is. I was six and this happened and that happened and this person did that or that person said this and blah, 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 blah. We don't need to go into the details of it. We just clear it. Like, how does it get any better than that? So I was listening to this song yesterday. I probably listened to it five or six times. You know, I listened all the way up to get groceries and then I got in the car again. I had to listen to it all the way home. <laughs> and, um, you know, it really comes back to engaging your spirit. And that has been a godsend for me and, uh, and my clients and my students as I've been able to share it with people to engage your spirit because that instantly raises your vibration. It raises, it gives you that vantage point and I spoke about this, um, you know, in, in March, that this coronavirus is a very low frequency, a low vibration. Think as low as you can go. And that's where this vibration is sitting. That's where this, this virus energetic is sitting. It's very, very low. And, you know, when we engage our spirit, we don't have to do anything. We're just, boom, we're instantly popped up. It's like we're buoying up above those, those energies, those deeper waters, if you will. And so... Um, you know, everywhere that you're not engaging your spirit, you don't want to engage your spirit. You are not sure how to do it. Let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. Engaging your spirit is, is simply clearing your mind. And I've spoken about this before. You know, if you have a meditation practice, it's beautiful. I, I do walking meditation. I love to, I get to about the, the 10 minute mark and I'm just in that zone and I get clarity and my energies are clear and I've kind of cleared all the cobwebs and connecting into your heart space. You know, that's where our intuition lives. That's where we get our guidance. It doesn't come in, it doesn't come in through our, 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 our logical mind. All of our intuitive gifts and all of our intuitive insights and clarity are coming in through our heart space. And then the universe and our guides and angels are utilizing our spiritual gifts in the best way that they work for us. And so again, just as you're sitting here in this space with me, I invite you to just... Um, imagine, see, feel, or just know that your energy is expanding to fill the room that you're in. And as I'm saying it, it's just happening. You don't have to do anything. So everywhere you feel like you have to do something or you're going to miss a step or you're going to screw it up, you're going to get it wrong, you're going to make a mess. Let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. Yeah, and just let your energy expand. Maybe it's filling the community that you live in, the city or the town that you live in, filling the province if you're here in Canada filling all around the world, expanding out across the oceans, the rivers, the deserts, the trees. I can see some turtles in the ocean. I love turtles. I need, to, I need a trip after this to see turtles. Um, I'm seeing a bunch of trips popping up now. Nice. Everyone's going on a trip. <laughs> I love it. And so, yeah, expanding that energy out to encompass the world and then expanding it out into the universe. Expand out as far as you can go energetically that is delicious for you, that feels really, really lovely. And by doing this, this is raising your vibration. And this makes it easier for you to connect in with your spirit and engage your spirit. 
That's where we get those snippets of, of inspiration. That's where, you know, if you're working on a project and say it's, it's 10 steps and you get to step five and it's just not shifting, not shifting and it's getting frustrating and you, and you just, everywhere you look at it, you've dismantled it and put it back together a bazillion times and you just can't get it going again. When you expand out like this and engage your spirit, then you'll start to see, oh, I actually need another person to help me with this. Cool. Oh, it actually doesn't want anything right now. That's as far as that project can go. Okay, cool. Universe, angels, let me know when we need to pick that up again. Oh, I actually need to rework something with it. It needs another piece. So it just, it'll give you that opportunity to get clarity so that you're not maybe beating yourself up or, or getting really frustrated with it. I used to do this. I used to sit there with stuff and I would let it fester. I would let it fester and fester and I'd get angry and frustrated. Uh, and I'm not a super angry person. Like I don't, I don't explode like a volcano and start screaming at people. That's just not who I am. <laughs> but I get, I turn inward. And so I am a Pisces as well. So add in all the emotional currents and there you go. If you need someone to cry, you just call me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so yeah, I would just um, really, really start. I'm starting to really learn to just, to just let it go and to just really stay in question. I've talked about this a ton before and, and um, I will talk about it for the rest of my days on this planet we have to stay in question because we have this beautiful, incredible universe that is just waiting to co-create with us, but we have free will. And so it's kind of like we have a little gate. And so if we're not opening the gate by asking questions, we can't have as much of that co-creation going on. And we have this incredible team that's working behind the scenes, our spiritual team, everyone has one. And so really looking at different ways to connect to your spirit, clear all the gunk, and really keep your vibration high. <clears throat> I've added in a new, a new yoga practice, you know, I've, I'm, I'm an avid kickboxer, love kickboxing, but of course, you know, the gyms are closed, and so I've had to find different ways to um, keep my vibration high. So I'm doing at-home workouts, I've, you know, I'm going for a two-minute plank now, you know, my full-body push-ups are getting better, They're, those are tough, I will say, those are tough, um, but they are getting better, you know, it might just be a half an inch, <laughs> but I'll take it. It's like, you know, and it's, it's, you know, something I learned years ago from Tony Robbins, that if we don't feel like we're making progress, we're stifling our soul. Our souls are here to create and paint and dance and sing and connect and love and laugh and, and feel bliss and joy and possibilities and happiness. And, and when we are not feeling like we're making progress in at least one area of our life, then we just start to feel stifled and that's when we get frustrated and that's when we just, you know, we can slip into a depression. That's when we can start to feel anxious and worried and panicked. And so everything, all the outside influences right now that are that you're experiencing that are part of this coronavirus, let's just destroy and delete them all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities, and just send them all back. And when I say send them all back, that means they're just going back to wherever they came from. You might be picking up stuff if you're watching CNN, if you're picking up stuff from social media, if you're, you know, your friends or your neighbors or you're, you know, tuning into the news, wherever this stuff is coming from. We're just sending it back to where it originated because we are inundated with so much information. And I'm, you know, that's something that I've really noticed during this whole lockdown is that I get to choose what I'm bringing into my world. I get to choose what I'm looking at, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, the words I'm speaking, the thoughts that I have, I get to choose. I'm in the driver's seat with that. 
And I think for a lot of us, we just sort of, we're just like little baby birds in the nest, just swallowing and gobbling this stuff up without really questioning. Is that really true? Is there something more with that? You know, so much information is just, it's so biased. And there's, there's often so many hidden agendas. And it's been really quite fascinating to see as this whole thing continues to evolve and change and all the conspiracy theories are coming out now, all these these videos are popping up now on Facebook that were currently hidden and removed and people couldn't see them. And it's just, I don't choose to play in any of that. I know that this will be over soon. I believe that we are, uh, you know, starting to step into the, um, the end phase of the lockdown, so to speak. And, um, you know, whether that's, you know, the month of May and we go into June, who knows what that exact timeline will look like. I think a lot of it depends on us. You know, if people need to continue wearing masks, then we need to wear masks. If we need to, you know, really be cognizant of the social distancing, yes, and washing our hands, yes. And so there are certain certain elements to this that we, we still need to be aware of, we, we need to be conscious of, um, but also continuing to plant those seeds. And what does it look like when this is done? And, you know, what have we learned from it? What have we, have we grown? Have we experienced, you know, um, more clarity? Is there anything that we've really experience from this that has shifted us. I know that I'm not the same person from March when this lockdown went went um, went into play. I just thought, wow, I'm, I'm a completely different person because, and I'm different that way. I'm, I believe everything is figure outable. As Marie Ferrello says, everything is figure outable. And um, as soon as this happened, the first thing I thought of was, okay, cool. How can I make the most of this? How can I make the best of this? What can I shift and change? And what, you know, I've just been like a, a busy bee, you know, working on stuff and cleaning stuff up and organizing and, you know, really laying out my foundational pieces so that when this does lift, uh, then I'm off to the races. And so I, I haven't been, you know, living in my pajamas every day. You know, there's some days I, I stay in my pajamas a little bit longer, but for the most part, I get up and I get dressed and I'm ready to go. And usually the night before I kind of look at, okay, what does my next day look like? Ah, tomorrow's a client day. Cool. Uh, what does my next day look like? Cool. Uh, we're going to do all these things and then I've got a cool workout planned. Awesome. Okay. The next day we're going to go for a walk around the neighborhood. Great. The next day, okay, I've got to get groceries and I kind of plan out my days that way. I don't, I don't just let the day sort of go. And then it's, you know, five o'clock and it's like, wow, what did I get done today? What happened? So I'm, I'm, you know, I've taken more control of what, of what my days look like. And so letting outside influences take you off track. I believe that, um, you know, some of this starts because we're people pleasers. You know, I remember growing up, my grandmother used to say, Shauna's such a good girl. And what that meant was Shauna's a good girl. She listens. She doesn't talk back. She doesn't question anything. She doesn't cause any problems. And what that really meant was that Shauna was invisible. Shauna wasn't allowed to say no. Shauna wasn't allowed to say, I don't like that. Shauna wasn't allowed to say, I'd like more of that, please. It's like Shauna was not in the equation. Shauna was just, she became a wallflower, basically. So everything that just brought up and let down, let's just start and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. And I, I did this, you know, in my previous marriage, I became what the other person wanted. You know, I became, you know, what I was, you know, what was expected of me. And on some level, that was a choice. Absolutely. I own that but I morphed into someone that isn't authentically who I am. And I found over time that the only time that I would really be my authentic self was when I was either teaching or working with clients. 
or with, you know, with my girlfriends and, and, you know, we talk about spirituality and we talk about, you know, crossover loved ones and we'd have our Oracle cards out and, you know, have our crystals out. You know, I, there were very few spaces where I would actually allow myself to be who I am. And, you know, what this last, this last year has really gifted me with, um, the realization that I am who I am. And if you love it, great. If you don't just get out of the way, please <laughs> just get out of my way. Because I believe that we're all here. We all have a greater purpose, a greater plan. There's, there's a reason why we've incarnated at this time to be here, to experience all of these things. And this isn't to say that everyone needs to have a big mission, that they're going to build schools in Biafra, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. And No. What this is, it's an invitation for us to be our authentic selves, to be the best version that we can be by, you know, bringing our spirit into our world, you know, really igniting our spirit and, and activating our spirit and engaging with our spirit and looking for things that bring us joy. When we focus on things that bring us joy, that instantly starts to attract more joy into our world. And that shows up as people, people that we love and, and different relationships and, and opportunities. And it just helps us to see things differently. And it's not like we're looking through rose-colored glasses. It's that we are aware of what's on the planet, but we're also choosing to live our best life. You know, I remember my ex-husband used to say, you know, you have Laura Ingalls syndrome. And I would say to him, I don't know what that means. What do you mean? And he said, you see the best in everyone. But, you know, there are a lot of people that don't have any good in them. And I always remember thinking, no, I believe everyone does have good. But it's, our, it's up to us if we're actually going to unravel it and unpack it and let it out. It's up to us if we're actually going to acknowledge that good and nurture it and love it and, and find ways to share it in the world that light us up. And so that's something that always stuck with me. And um, I found after that that I started to look for the bad in people. <laughs> it's like then it was, oh, if, if everybody isn't good, then where's all the bad? And then I saw all the bad in everybody. And not that it's bad from a place of judgment, but just... Everywhere that people were not choosing to be authentic, they were not choosing their truth. Everywhere that they were just kind of going along with life. And, you know, it just, it was really interesting because then I just saw, you know, I saw just so much trauma and drama and addictions. And I just saw all of, you know, this plethora of, of lower frequency and lower vibration and lots of ego and, again, drama and trauma. And so over time, I've been able to kind of flip that back and, you know, have the realization that everyone has good in them. You know, whether you call that a God spark our soul, our spirit, our essence, our higher self, whatever that is, whatever you refer to it as, we all have that inner flame, that inner flame that is, that is us, that is uniquely us, that is, is ignited for the time that we're on this planet. And it's up to us to nurture it and keep it strong. And yeah, everybody goes through times where that little, that flame is, is small. And, you know, it feels like it could just be snuffed out at any time. You know, that's if we've had abuse, trauma, you know, if I've, I've been around a lot of narcissists, a lot of gaslighting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if you, if you get my drift there, um, people lying, people betraying. And what I've realized is that none of that had anything to do with me. I chose to engage in those relationships probably far longer than I needed to. That was good for me for whatever reason. And I let those outside influences take me off my track. So yeah, I've had, I think, I believe in this lifetime, my sole lesson is to work on betrayal. So I've been betrayed by everyone. 
Everyone that I ever loved has, there's been some form of betrayal. And just as I'm saying that just brings up so many different emotions because that is, I believe, the root of what my soul is here to work on is betrayal. And then the flip side of that is learning to trust again, learning to trust the beautiful new man in my life, learning to trust these beautiful kindred spirits that are coming into my world, you know, learning to trust myself again, learning to trust the universe, the angels, God, my guides, my loved ones, learning to trust again, right? And so that for me has been the biggest, the biggest aha moment, if you will, where I let all of those, I let all that ugliness take me off my track. And it's helped me to really establish strong boundaries. You know, if I feel somebody pushing in, it's like, no, back off and we can reassess this or get out of my way. I don't need that anymore. And so there is, you know, from Shauna's such a good girl to having no boundaries to, you know, ending a 20-year relationship where I absolutely had no boundaries, where I just, you know, it was what it was to now having those boundaries and really honoring myself and honoring my journey and my truth. And what does that look like moving forward? And what I realized is that I get to choose. I get to choose if I'm gonna suffer. I get to choose if I'm gonna play victim. I get to choose if I get up every morning and I ask the universe to show me miracles. I get to choose asking my guides and angels to bring me things that will make me laugh so hard I cry and snort. I get to choose to show up as the best version of me. I get to choose, as Brittany Brown refers to it as, getting in that arena with my own stuff. Because we're the only one that can clean up our own stuff. And we're the only one that can really screw ourselves over. Right? Like if someone is, if someone is betraying you, lying, you know, sneaking around, doing all this kind of stuff, that's their choice. They've chosen to do that. And that actually had nothing to do with me, for example. You know, when someone was betraying me and lying to me, cheating on me, that actually had nothing to do with me. That was their choice. How I respond and what that's touching in me, if that triggered me, if that hurt me, that was my stuff to look at. So, you know, did I have you know, expectations of what this was supposed to look like? Did I maybe shut my awareness off? I've done that before. I've had the awareness of something really ugly and painful and I didn't want to look at it. So I just shut my awareness off and pretend it wasn't there. That'll really bite you in the ass, just saying. So don't do that. (laughs) Everywhere, everywhere that you've shut your awareness off, let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. Because our awareness is there for a reason. It's our compass. It's helping guide us. And if we, you know, keep our energies clean and clear and we're grounded and we're engaging our spirit and we're showing up as the best version of us. And yeah, we have off days where it just feels like you want to stay in bed all day. I get it. I had one of those last week. It was like, I don't want to get up. (laughs) I was going to stay here, cuddle with the cat. I don't want to get up. Nope, not getting up, not functioning as my best self today. I'm nope. (laughs) So we have those days. Everyone does. And it's so important to just acknowledge that. And sometimes we do need those down days. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm, I'm an introvert. So I'm very introverted and I channel a lot and I work with spirit and I spend, you know, a lot of time on my own. I see clients here at the house. I teach at the house. I create at the house. You know, the house is my hub, if you will. And 
when I'm around people that light me up, I become an extrovert. Then I'm just, I, I can just become the life of the party when I'm around the right people. And so it's interesting to understand that. And a lot of times I find that we, we buy the lies from other people. We buy the lies, the judgments, the conclusions, um, the assumptions, the decisions, the beliefs, the points of view. We buy all of those lies that are not true. And so everywhere that you've bought lies from other people, anyone or anything that are not true, let's just destroy and delete them all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities, and just send it all back wherever it needs to go. And this isn't send it back and give it back to them. It's theirs. They can have it. It's no, just send it back. It's not yours. You didn't need to take that on. Just send it back to wherever it came from and trust that the universe will handle that and take care of it the way it needs to. And so I think that's another way that, that we let outside forces or influences take us off track is, you know, buying the lies and letting people manipulate you when it's not a contribution, control you, decide for you, all of that. We want to destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. And the flip side of all of this too is I really had to look at everywhere I wasn't willing to be hated, judged, despised, gossiped about, lied about. <laughs> that was a big one. That was a big one. You know, in the last few years, there have been so many lies that have been told about me on the planet. And I would get really upset by that. I thought, no, I, I am a spiritual person. No, I, I meditate every day and I show up and do my work and I own my stuff. And I have to let, I capture spiders in the house and put them outside. Like I'm not... I'm not what these people are saying about me. And it was really painful when it was people that I cared about that were actually saying these things. And I really had to look at that. Okay, everywhere I'm not willing to be judged and hated, destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensional realities. Everywhere I'm not willing to be mocked and, and criticized and, and laughed about and judged about and gossiped about and everything that is destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensional realities. And even by the people that I cared about, that was that took me a little bit of time to get my head around that. It was like, wow, there were people in my my inner world that I I loved and cared for, and I thought that they loved and cared for me as well. And then to learn that they didn't have my back, they didn't see me with believing eyes, and that that hurt. And so again, I'm working on betrayal in this lifetime. <laughs> and so I keep telling the universe, okay, I've been betrayed enough. Thanks, <laughs> I got it. Okay, what do I need to do? What's the antidote for this? <laughs> so, you know, if that's coming up for you, if that's reading for you, let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. And I invite you to kind of look at that. You know, throughout the day, if, if something comes up and you're like, wow, that's not even mine, you can just say, let's destroy and delete it. Get rid of it. How, whatever words you'd like to use to kick it out of your energetics, out of your thoughts, out of your reality, then it's done. We don't have to go into it. We don't have to marinate Sometimes we need to talk it out is, is the best way I can describe it. You know, sometimes we need to talk it out just to get the energies flowing, just to help us to, um, to help us see from that vantage point again. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I will talk it out until I'm blue in the face because from my perspective, I'm like, I do not want a repeat of that. I want to own my part of that. Everywhere I allowed it or chose it or just let it happen, shut my awareness off, whatever my piece is in that, grab it. 
so that I can learn the lesson and it doesn't need to show up again in that way. We're still going to have stuff that comes up. Like it just, that's just a part of life, right? Like it's now when someone, it's interesting because I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I have it kind of set up with my team. Be very clear. Let me know if someone's trying to take a run at me. And now it's like this siren plays in my head whenever someone is trying to take a run at me, when it's, they're not coming from a place of integrity where what they're not, they're not offering me something that would actually create more if we were to work together. If someone is trying to take a run at me, it's like this screaming siren goes off in my head. And it's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, cool, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for thinking of me. Bye. <laughs> just so that's taken me a while to get to that point as well because you know before as the good girl it would just be like oh what do you have to offer oh this is nice oh thank you and you know before I knew it I drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> I would I would screw myself over and you know what not from a place of judgment we all screw ourselves over we all self-sabotage you know I what I'm working on is, is not doing it as often you know, for me, the big thing was shutting my awareness off, you know, as an intuitive, uh, you know, this is my profession, this is what I do. Um, as an intuitive, I'm aware of a lot of ugly. I just am um, my, my guides in the universe, I understand now that they would give me the awareness, so that it, I could just have the awareness of everything that was going on all the moving parts, whether I was working one on one with someone or in a class or in my own personal relationships. It just helps me to understand the bigger picture because sometimes we're missing kind of a couple of key components that once we have them, once we get that clarity, it just puts everything in place for us. And it's like, ah, it's like putting together a puzzle and you're missing one piece, you know, and you get that one piece, you're like, ah, <laughs> you know, the, the, the sky is open, the angels are singing, everything is good. Um, yeah, it's really important to, um, really important to not not shut your awareness off. And I, again, I know that firsthand. Um, I would have, um, you know, I would meet people and instantly see all of these, these different things. And it doesn't happen anymore. I've, I've actually, I've actually learned to uh, really polish that so that it's, I'm only shown things if it's, if it's, if I meant to see them. So I was kind of wide open to begin with where I saw everything and I knew, just, wow, I was inundated with so much stuff. And there are certain things that I really don't need to know about people. I really don't. Like it's not, it's not a contribution. And so um, over time, I learned to uh, manage that, if you will, manage it in a way that still lights me up and it excites me that I'm, I'm aware of these things, but in a way that's actually going to create more for myself or whoever that person is, if I'm, you know, working with someone. And so shutting your awareness off is just, it's just a no, you know, and, and so now I, I question it. If I do, if I am aware of something that just feels a little bit kind of the energy to me feels a little prickly. If I, if I'm aware of something or I feel it in my gut, I'll just be like, Ooh, what is that? You know, then I'll, I'll, I'll might dig in a little bit more. Okay, cool. Is that something I need to clear? Is just my awareness of what that is. Okay, cool. Thanks. Do I need to be aware of that? Yes. You, you know, this person is going to come to you and work with you. And so you need to do a little bit of research about this aspect so that when they come to see you, you've got that information ready. And it was like, ah, okay, cool. That's what that is. So really starting to question things and not automatically letting things pull me out of my track. I see myself on my track, my truth, my authenticity, my, my world, you know, engaging my spirit. I'm driving my bus, you know, whatever analogy that you use for that. And so what would it take to not be pulled off your track? What would it take to know yourself so deeply, so intimately that no one 
nothing or no one, nothing or anything or anybody can take you off that track. And everything that doesn't allow that, destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. I find that we, um, uh, we like to, to hold on to the story. You know, I had, uh, I, I was dating someone and, and um, the relationship had ended and I, I let it sit there for a little bit longer. And I was like, you know, it was like maybe a month after things had ended and um, logically I understood and I got it and it was like, yeah, it just wasn't the right person. And, and, uh, but I held on to it and I started to look at why am I holding on to this? And I was holding on to it because it was feeding the story that I wasn't lovable. It was feeding a lie that I bought from several people in my life that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't worthy of love, that I wasn't a good partner, that I wasn't, I wasn't enough, you know, and it, Slowly over time, if you have enough people in your world that are telling you that, either verbally, energetically, you know, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, um, you know, eventually that'll start to erode if, if it's not dealt with, right? And so now when someone starts directing that kind of energy at me, it stays out. It's out in front of me in my energetic field so I can see it and get rid of it right away. I'm not just letting all of that come into my world. So everywhere that you're allowing things to come into your reality that aren't yours, that don't have anything to do with you. Let's just orient delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. And any lies and stories you're hanging on to, let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. And what I've, I love Brene Brown. Oh, love, I love her work, the work about shame, about resilience, about being vulnerable. You know, I just, I love that. For the longest time, I was so shut down after I was so betrayed and hurt. And I just, you know, I, my whole life was gone within within a matter of minutes. It was just wiped away. And and dealing with the aftermath of that, I really started to question my worthiness and, and you know, all the lies and, and the betrayal. And I really started to, you know, go into that self-recrimination. It was really interesting because what I learned from Brene Brown was that no one gets to decide my worthiness. No one, no one gets to decide my worthiness. So everywhere that you've let anyone or anything decide your worth, your worthiness, destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities, is no one gets to decide that. No one gets the reins of your life. Each and every one of you is, is lovable, is magnificent, is magical, is amazing, is potent, is confident, is beautiful. Each and every one of you has this incredible magnetic essence that is you, that, that only you have. There's no one else on the planet that is like you, nor will there ever be again. So everywhere that you've been dulling yourself and, and not shining and, and letting outside influences take you off your track, let's just destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. And if this is something that's stuck, if you're feeling like you're not getting any traction with it, then book in. Book in. I work with groups, I work one-on-one -on -one with people, and we can look at it and shift it and get you out of that so that you can fly, you can soar, you can be here to do what you're here to do. I think that's the most important thing is we all came here with a little mission in our pocket and they're all different. What's your mission? What's your plan? What's your vision for your life? What does that look like? And, you know, can we take the next, you know, a few weeks or however long this is going to continue to impact us? You know, it's again, it's the beginning of May. Can we, you know, spend these next few weeks really, really looking at releasing everything that isn't serving us and starting to look at, okay, why am I here? What's, what's my game plan? What's my end game? What does that look like? And so everywhere that you're not an allowance of other people's choices, 
Even if those choices do not make sense to you, or they hurt you, or they trigger you, or it just baffles you, let's just destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. And everywhere that you've made other people wrong by judging them or blaming them for their choices, let's just destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. That one took me a little while to get around because I would never, I would never hurt someone intentionally. I would never systematically plan to ruin someone. I would never, um, <laughs> that's just not who I am. It's like, I, I'll walk away before I even think of anything like that. I just, I'm like, no, that's just, I'm out. I'm out, tapping out, not interested, thanks. And so, yeah, it took me a while to get around the blame, the anger, the judgment, all of it. And then, you know, I worked with someone about six months ago and he said to me, it was their choice. They chose to betray, they chose to lie, they chose to do all of those things and that has nothing to do with you. And so yeah, everywhere that you're taking that on and letting that take you off your track, let's destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, and change realities. And everywhere you want revenge, you want people to pay. I've, you know, I've done this before too. I wanna to be the fly on the wall when that, that stuff lands. I wanna see it. <laughs> it's like, okay, just let it go. Trust that the universe will handle it. I believe that there's karma. I believe that what we're predominantly putting out into the world is what we're going to create more of in our world. And I believe that the universe will balance the scales. I believe that, you know, I believe that there are people on the planet that are that are intentionally hurting other people. And I do believe at some point that the, the universe will sort of balance that out and it'll just take care of itself the way it needs to. They're creating more karma for themselves. That was the biggest, the biggest takeaway I had from that as well was that um, someone who who treats another person who abuses or you know traumatizes, hurts, belittles, does any of that, um, that that will um, they're creating karma for themselves, and that that will end up balancing itself out at some point, some space, dimension, or reality, and that has nothing to do with us. And you know it's it's interesting too because outside influences can be non-physical energies that can be you know, entities on the planet that can be, you know, different, different, you know, energies as, you know, as an example, it could be an earthbound spirit. I've had tons of earthbound spirits bugging me, waking me up at night and bugging me. And, um, you know, and it's interesting because, um, and if you're aware of those energies, great. If you're not, that's okay too. But just being aware that there are non-physical energies on the planet that influence us as well, that can take us off track. There was one day where um, I taught uh, I taught a big class and I, I co-taught with someone and um, the energetics were a little bit different. And so again, it was a learning opportunity for me. I'm learning to see that, that mistakes aren't mistakes, they're just learning opportunities. And um, we, I didn't do a smudge at the end of the class. It was in my space and so everyone had gone home for the day, we tied it up and I didn't do a big smudge and a clearing at the end of it like I usually do. And sure enough, later on that night, I, I was just, I started having these thoughts about, you know, my life is over, there's nothing to live for, why bother? And I started to feel really upset. And it was like, oh my gosh, it took me about an hour. I was like, what the heck? There was this energy that was left behind that didn't leave when I did my cleanup, my cleanup, my big smudge. So again, it gave me a chance to learn, ah, <laughs> we do a big smudge, a power smudge. And I have grids and different things set up on my property so that, you know, energies that are not a contribution are immediately transmuted or kicked out. If you don't want to be transmuted, then you go across the street. <laughs> That's kind of, or go wait in the car or whatever you need to do. 
And so, you know, I let, I entertained myself with these energies. I was, if I was bored, I would, you know, let them hang around a bit longer, you know. And so everywhere you're entertaining yourself with these energies that are non-physical or maybe you're bored and just, you know, everything that is, is destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, or realities. And it's really coming back to being the, the owner of your life, the owner of magnitude of your life. And everywhere you don't want to own your life and be that powerful and be your potency. Let's destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. Because the only way that any outside influence can take you off track is if you choose it, if you allow it, if you let it happen. And so everything that just brought up and let down, let's destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, realities. And no, I'm not minimizing, I'm not minimizing horrible things that happen. Absolutely not. But what I am inviting you to look at is just the idea, you know, I, like I said, I stayed in a relationship that was abusive and it was mean and um, it was anything but love and kindness. And I stayed for a myriad of reasons. And I had the awareness to leave thousands of times, thousands of times. And I didn't, I chose to stay. I allowed it to uh, break me down. I allowed it to erode my self-confidence. I allowed all of that. And so not from a place of judgment or blaming myself or self-recrimination, but I've been able to look at it and really see, okay, cool. That's what I allowed. I let that, I let it continue longer than it was a contribution. I'm, and then what can I, what have I learned from that moving forward? Right. And just realizing that I get to choose. So if somebody, you know, sends me a message and says, oh, you're not spiritual. You think you're talking to crossover loved ones. You're insane. You need to be locked up. You're an idiot. I'm able to look at it and go, hmm, interesting, delete. Like I don't, I don't ruminate over it. I don't look at it again. And it's interesting because Brene Brown had said after her TED talk, that was probably one of the most popular TED talks. And it was just brilliant. If you haven't seen it, I, I believe it's on YouTube. It was so, so fantastic. And um, afterwards, she went through and read all of the, the criticisms, the hate mail. She went through and read all of it. And she said at one point, she said, I'm a shame researcher. What am I doing? I'm letting other people dictate what my worthiness is. Instead of looking at, cool, that was an incredible, incredible opportunity. And it, it touched so many people. And, and cool, are there some things I'd like to tweak? And what have I learned from it? And I want to apply next time. And so it's interesting because, yeah, everybody, everybody kind of goes through that. And so, again... Everywhere that you have let outside influences, whether they are physical bodied people, non-physical energies, ideas, projections, belief systems, points of view, anything else I haven't mentioned, take you off track. Let's destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. So yeah, go and have a look at India Ari, her song. Um, it's on YouTube. Um, I am light. And have a listen. My guess is that um, if you found your way to this podcast, that, that that song will resonate with you, will resonate with your spirit. And what magical possibilities can you create and invite and actualize into your reality? Like nothing you've ever seen before for this month that uh, we are now in May 2020. And anything that doesn't allow all of that magic and juiciness and amazingness to show up in your world, let's destroy and delete it all across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. I send each and every one of you mountains of gratitude and love. And again, I love to hear from you. I love, I love all the emails and I love that um, 
I love that you are able to find peace. Uh, someone said last week that they felt peaceful after they listened to the podcast, and that touched me. That, it really did. It's, um, uh, it's my honor to be able to share uh, these different energies and insights and be able to channel all of this information for you and um, um, sending you health and happiness and joy and abundance and all of that juicy yumminess. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.